At the bank of Antandek, they're looking for a mascot. We need an icon. Something that says high fly into all our mortgage customers. Like a falcon or a stallion. Or even better, a parrot. Check it out. <laughs> Meanwhile, at Santander, they're concentrating on helping customers find ways to take years off their mortgage with their overpayment calculator. See what's possible at Santander. All applications are subject to status and our lending criteria. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage. You're listening to episode 65 of Pod on Pod as we review the jealous curator's art for your ear. There's only 24 hours in a day. I got a pair of earbuds and I wish there was a way that I could know just what I want. 150,000 shows that I'm not sitting through When the world is dark and boring Let us do your exploring Welcome to Pod on Pod, a guide to the world of podcasts because it's not your daddy's radio. We're your hosts. I'm Josh. I'm Joel. And this is the podcast. This week on Pod on Pod, we're going to be talking about the jealous curator art for your ear. I, by the way, made the mistake several times of saying art for your ears, but she's only putting it in one of them. I also want to point out, even though I know you're going to make the edit, you completely stumbled over the intro. At the bank of Antandek, they're looking for a mascot. We need an icon. Something that says high fly into all our mortgage customers. Like a falcon or a stallion. Or even better, a parrot. Check it out. Meanwhile, at Santander, they're concentrating on helping customers find ways to take years off their mortgage with their overpayment calculator. See what's possible at Santander. All applications are subject to status and our lending criteria. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage. Which you normally never do because we haven't been regular in a while. I've, I'm regular all the time. Yeah, I eat yeah, lots of bran. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. I don't know. I don't know what's gotten into me, Josh. I, I I don't have any excuses. But I'm glad to be here tonight, and I'm glad to be on time this week. I'm glad that we're reviewing this show too. We're continuing our series as we review uh, a show from all of the different categories mentioned in our theme song. Uh, are you wanting something funny? Are you wanting something smart? A show on astral projection or the history of art? Do you want to learn a language or how to play guitar? Well, here we are on the art section of that. This show, not specifically about the history of art, but about well, artists' well, histories. Well, he, so maybe not yet. Maybe not about – well, yeah, I guess it is – it's still the history of art. Like Exactly. Once a piece is done, a minute later, it's history. It's the And it's the chronicle of artists. And so therefore, over time, this becomes a historical document. Give it 10 years, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. You <laughs> just got to wait. We'll fit it into this box. <laughs> We're early. Uh, but I t- no, seriously, we sort of stumbled on this one accidentally. Uh, I say accidentally. We were searching for art and looking for interesting shows. But this one sounded interesting from the description and from the title. And and I did not know the website that she comes from. I did not know her blog. I had not heard of this uh, person before. But I'm very excited to have met her. I am sad to tell you I don't know her name. Do you know her name, Josh? It's not on her website. I'm looking at her website here. Hello, this is Danielle from The Jealous Curator. Thank you so much for downloading the very first episode of my new podcast, Art for Your Ear. If, if you go to the About, about the Jealous Curator... 
The Jealous Curator launched in February 2009 as a place for me to show artwork that made me jealous in a bad, toxic, soul-crushing way. I was literally getting stopped in my tracks every time I saw work that I loved. It was awful. But now, over six years later, that jealousy has turned magically, wonderfully, and thankfully into inspiration. But it's too late to change my logo. In all seriousness, though, I've just realized that jealousy can actually be turned completely on its head and used as fuel to get back into the studio. It can only stop you if you let it. That's when the magic transformation from jealousy to inspiration starts to happen. Thank goodness. So it's good stuff established in 2009. That's our website. The blog has not been, uh, excuse me, the podcast has not been around that long. Uh, the podcast is actually quite new. Uh, and generally, we don't review podcasts that haven't been through at least 20 episodes. We've broken that a few times. Once I remember breaking it for the Monat Dixon line. Which you chided me for because they they release episodes so sparingly. You thought they were never going to release a new episode. I think since we've recorded that episode very early on, they've released one. No, they at least two or three. I think <laughs> at least two or three. They put one out every couple of months. This yeah. show has eight episodes as we review this uh, right now. And if you check them out on iTunes or on Stitcher, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and uh, I, Josh, have listened to every single one of them. Are you really? I did. I listened mm-hmm. to all eight. I listened uh, to four. Which four did you listen to? The first one in which I was like, mm, I can't like – that's like three minutes long. Right. That doesn't count. Yeah. It's just her telling what the type of show she wants to do. So I was like, man, I really can't can't use this one. So I've got to just listen to three more. So which which ones did you listen to? You uh, got Peregrine uh, Honig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I listened to Martha Rich and Anthony Zinonos. Zinonos? Yes. Anthony Zanonos. Uh, all right. Uh, those are some good episodes there. Uh, on Pod on Pod, we break a show down by discussing the audio quality, the host likability, the production values, the content. We give you our favorite moments. Uh, we used to rate the thing. Now we just either suggest it or don't suggest it. Uh, that's a lot simpler for us. We feel like our conversation tells you whether it's going to be a show for you. Uh, let's start with the content on the show. What is the show about? It's an interview show. Yes. Interviews with who, Josh? Artist. Yeah, that, that are still alive. Yes, and that's exactly it. So, so she tells you in the very first episode. Which, by the way, if you if this sounds like it's up your alley, you really should check out that first one. Because I got, I got, I have to tell you, I really thought I was. I don't know why I thought this. I I kind of in my head before I listened to it was like, oh man, what if this is like uh, like a Dan Carlin's hardcore history, but for like art and like. She's going to explain all these artists like from childhood to to death and like some of their hardcore stories and like the salacious attitude they may have had and things like that. And I was like, ooh, that's going to be interesting. But it's about people who are, uh, are, are relevant today. Well, she, she talks about the fact that one of the things that she finds the most interesting when she's talking to artists is the gossip, the behind-the-scenes sort of stories. That's what she finds most compelling, and that's what she wants to share in this show. For me, I was worried that it would be – Exactly what the title describes, art for your ear, and it would literally be like, let's discuss and describe this painting, you know, or let's let's talk Ooh, about I wouldn't have, the shades you, of red. If that would have been it, I would not have have listened to it. Me neither. I couldn't have handled it. it I don't think you know. And 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 it's very. That's not the case at all. They do describe their work and their styles of work and, and their, their process of how they got to it or why they do it, uh, like. There's a section in um, with Martha, Martha Rich, and she does these word bubbles. Um, and she mentioned that she found a photo of her at like age ten doing word bubbles. She hadn't realized 
that she was doing it at a 10 or even thought of it at 10. And then she's like, I haven't grown as an artist. I'm right back <laughs> where I started. Oh, that's crazy. No, I don't. Yeah. I didn't even remember that. But that's that's funny that you mentioned that. I listened to that episode, though. There was another good moment in that where um, uh, in the the so sort of at the end of the episode, she gives them the speed round where she asks a few questions. And it's what, what do you call a female Yes, what lobster? do you call a female lobster? She's like, yeah. I don't know, lobsterette. So you were right. 60 bonus points. Woo! Ooh, you really came back from that whole lobster, lobsterette, she claw fiasco. I know. Earlier in the program. <laughs> cock and hen <laughs> see i think right there is like a whole new series for you that's so weird though i wonder why i don't know did they just like not have any imagination and they're like eh. they just ran out but it's like the chicken of the sea but that would be a tuna yeah i don't a know tuna a girl tuna should be called a hen and oh <laughs> all right i'm We'll edit this part out. <laughs> what what I like most about the show, though, is that you do get a sense of who the artist is. I, I feel like yeah, at the no, end of yeah, 30 minutes, I know who that, for instance, the most recent one, Ben Skinner, which I enjoyed quite a lot. I never would have heard of Ben Skinner's. I don't follow artists generally, you know, but now I, I follow him on Twitter. I haven't even gone to look up. Any of these artists' artwork, which I'm pretty sure is counterproductive to the show, really. <laughs> um, but I thought that later in the show, it would be cool if the three artists that I listen to, if I give you what I imagine their art's like, and then you pull it up and see if I'm right or wrong. Okay, fair enough. I, I actually did go and I looked at some of Martha Rich's art, uh, art, and I looked at some of Ben Skinner's as well. Uh, but I think Ben Skinner's was mostly just because I was already on his Twitter uh, page, so it was easy enough to click over. Um, so let's talk about the audio quality, the way this show is put together. Uh, this is it, it is interviews. It sounds to me like the vast majority of them are Skype. It's not great yeah. audio quality, but it's more than passable. I didn't run in in the whole eight episodes. I didn't run into any that were like, "Oh, I can't." This is borderline whether I'm going to listen to the whole thing or not. Yeah, I didn't have a problem. Yeah, with I didn't have any issues either. So uh, fair to Midland. You might say, if you're uh, from my neck of the woods. <laughs> Midland, Texas. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Let's talk about uh, the production values. What do you think about her theme song? Hello, this is Danielle from The Jealous Curator. Thank you so much for downloading the very first episode of my new podcast, Art for Your Ear. This podcast series is a way for me to bring a little audio to my normally only visual take on the art world. I like your theme song. I loved it too. It's so simple. It's just a little piece of music, and she comes right in and hi, oh. welcome to the Jealous Curator. No, art she doesn't. It's art for your ear. Like I, I want to say that she introduces the show as "Thanks for tuning in to Art for Your Ears" or "Welcome to Art for Your Ears." I think she does. I think you're right. Yeah, I'm the Jealous Curator. Yes, good call. Good call. And then she's uh, today. We're going to be joined by. Yeah, and she starts talking which, which, about right, like in the very like ten seconds of it. Automatically in my head, man, I went straight to the Saturday Night Live skits, um, with Molly Shannon and who was with Molly Shannon in the radio bits. Are you talking about like the sweaty balls yeah. segments? I, yeah. I don't know who all was in that, but that's uh, and I today we're going to talk about baking. So here's here's what I was like. I kind of fe- I kind of felt like, and this is and this and and this and in no way, okay, this in no way is this is nothing but a compliment. I think yes, okay? and, I, and it shouldn't be taken as criticism at all. Like the first ten seconds of the very first show I listened to, I kind of was like, 
okay, this is going to be the Bob Ross of pop <laughs> of, of podcasting. I I was thinking about this is the closest show of any that I've listened to on a regular basis that I'm spoiler alert subscribed to that comes anywhere close to a, is it AMSR ASMR the 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 soft noises in your the whispering noises in your ear that make people you know what I'm talking about the 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 YouTube videos that people watch to give them that humming feeling in their head. No. No? Oh, my gosh. There's this whole thing. Certain people are- It sounds are, like you're talking about schizophrenia. No, no, no. So certain people are specifically attuned- Oh, you're talking about aroused. Well, it's not, ju- it's not really sexual arousal. It can be that, too, but it's not just that. It's, a, it's literally like a it – is, it is like that, but in your earlobe. You it doesn't have to be connected to sexuality at all. But it's literally like a little switch that gets it's the pleasure flipped. tone. Yeah, sure. it's the pleasure tone. And, and I, I believe the. Now I'm going to have to look it up so that I get it right. Is it ASMR or AMSR? AMSR. Here's the thing. I think the people that are in the know are going to be like, "No, it's this cool." And I think the people that aren't in the know that you're, you know, giving them information like, ah, if I'm interested, I'll look it up. No, it's it's a ASMR autonomous sensory meridian response. It was just a moment in the first episode Ooh. or so that I listened to of her, and I'm like, oh, you know this who is should borderline. Have a, you know, who should have an that. episode on that. Who? Pitch. Pitch should. They, they should. just started season three. They did. Sp- speaking of, is bringing a, a little update to a show that we've reviewed previously. Uh, no, but anyway, it's not that. She's not that, and the guests are almost never the same tone. Oh, as yeah, her, so no, not at all. That's not the thing um, that you get. So I got, I got a couple of questions for you. Okay. Um. So the artist that I listened to, one to me was like just a collage guy, okay? One I like. I thought they were all very different types of artists, um, and then I thought, man, that has to be a conscious choice. That like, she had to have consciously thought, oh, I'm not going to book two sculptors back to back. I don't know for a fact that this is the way that she did it, um, but I'm assuming that she did this sort of like how I started doing me and the geek the interviews for that show. In her head, she thought of 10 or 15 people that she would like to talk to, and then she started scheduling them. And then as she got the interviews done, she started scheduling the actual episodes so that they don't – so that you don't have the same topic back-to-back or a similar uh, guest back-to-back or sort of that thing. So the idea is that the scheduling of the interviews and the scheduling of the episodes might not have anything to do with one another. And something else I thought is she went to uh, college for art history. Right? Yes. I believe so. I think she mentions that. Um, yeah. And kind of what struck me as different and, I, and actually I, I enjoyed uh, quite a bit is to have somebody who has a large knowledge of a subject interviewing somebody who fits a certain style in that subject. What's Mark Marin? He's a comedian. Right? Yes. And whenever he interviews or has other comedians on as guests, those episodes – are different than when he's interviewing something he's not as a rock star. Right. Yes. Or the president, for instance. Exactly. So it's kind of cool that all of hers are going to be those types of conversations. 
yeah. Although I'll say this, I think she generally, or at least so far in these first eight episodes, she's interviewing someone that she at least holds herself to be a less prolific artist, a less established artist, a less successful artist than the person she's interviewing. So whereas Mark Maron occasionally – you will get an episode where he's interviewing a comedian that it's pretty clear he's sure he's a better comic than. You know, like I'm interviewing today a comic that I think I'm better than. And there have been lots of those episodes. Okay, but it's still like, yeah, if you want to go deeper into the point I just made you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes, they are. They are at least in the same world. All right. So we've sort of ventured there already. Host likability. What do you think of this lady? We don't we don't know her name. This jealous curator. But she's a wonderful, uh, a wonderful host, I think. What do you think of her? It was scary for me, of course, because I don't even know any children. <laughs> I mean, I live in a world uh, that I, I don't have ac- um, access to kids. I don't have friends that have kids, which I know is very weird. But um, so I didn't even know if I could relate to, to kids. But I think it's a very pleasant show to listen to. She, I think she's personable. I think she. T- she does a good job of moving the conversation along and keeping it interesting while at the same time allowing it to flow. Oh, she's, uh, like okay. she's not forcing it. She, well, yeah, but she still has to work on uh, like transitions. And so if a show may go short or whatever, like the, the lightning round or whatever, I feel like that may not stay. Like I think that, that – I think the purpose of that is to try to get – more of that artist's personality out in as short of a time as possible. So you just answer questions. So it's just like the um, inside the actor studio. He asked those last questions because it's going to cover so many different things and let you let you get to know that person even more. You know, interesting coincidence. Okay, so I, so I feel like it's gonna like that thematically will stay, but the vehicle in which delivers it will probably change. So last week, last Thursday, uh, the 2nd of July, I interviewed our former professor, Mark Gwynn, live at Louisiana Tech for my other podcast, Me and the Geek. And at the end of the show, and this was before I had listened to The Jealous Curator or maybe only one episode, I did. I ended up doing a lightning round. We did about five or six questions. And the reason we did it, I, I used it to do questions that other people had asked. I got Facebook questions and Twitter questions from other people solicited some by text message. See, that would be kind of interesting those. for her to do. And like that, that's going to like when she grows, as she grows her audience base, like soliciting those types of thing is going to be what keeps those people listening every week. Even if it's an artist, they don't really care for. They could get their question yeah, in or an yeah. interesting question from right, another it's a great listener. interaction to have. Yeah. I think that might be an interesting place to, to take that. All right. So there's your host likability, the audio quality, the production values. And we talked about the content itself. Uh, Josh, you got a, a favorite moment you'd like to suggest? Uh, yeah. Well, there's a, man, there's a couple of good moments. So, Again, I don't know anything about art. Never taken an art class, never cracked a book. Been to a couple of museums, right? <laughs> right. Um, so in the episode about the uh, the collages with... Stephanie Vovos? No, Is that the episode? No. No, it's the Nonos Zenonos. Oh, uh, uh, Anthony uh, Zenonos. Anthony Zenonos, yes. Yeah, and I hope I'm saying that right. Um so she was asking, hey, what materials do you use, right? Yes. And uh, he said, oh, I use a Uhu stick. 
and she was kind of like, oh, like this is something like cheap to use or very common like to use. And, and I didn't like – I don't know what a Uhu stick is. I, I, I heard that episode. I had never heard of okay, the Uhu and I stick thought, either. Is this like a glue stick or is it a spray kind of like stick them? I don't know. And I don't think it's important, but it was something that I had to think about during the show. The Uhu stick? Yeah, I don't know what a Uhu stick is. It's not a I don't, I don't a boohoo stick. I don't see. I'm sure I'm spelling. Maybe it it's wrong. a woohoo stick. Uh, anyway, it's not important. Um, and I thought, man, people who are artists know what this is, and I don't. Um, which is a great moment for me. But one of my favorite moments in the show um, was in the Peregrine episode. Um, she talks about she was she was making all these ero- erotic sketches. Yes, right. And so what she was do what she what she started doing was taking these snapshots from porn sites and just had this giant file of them on on her computer and and one of the reasons she gives is I had been taking screenshots of people like these you know pornography videos so that I could get hands and feet really beautifully kind of a little bit more detailed drawings that from these more calligraphic images mm-hmm. to draw hands and feet better because everybody knows you, you focus on the hands and feet a well, lot. Well, here's the, the deal, man. Videos. Here's the deal. So back in college, we have a mutual friend, Anne. Okay. Oh, yes, we and, do. Yeah. I was like, who? Yeah. Oh. And Anne in college was dating uh, an artist, Marco, who's a fantastic artist. But in conversation one time, she brought up that that an excuse for watching porn he had given her was to help his his drawing, his sketches, his art. And I was like, man, I wish I had an excuse like that, <laughs> right? Because I thought that's complete BS. And now over a decade later. Here's a female artist backing it up. Yeah. Dude, uh, and, I, and I had to go, wow, man, that was – yeah, that's a legit reason. Uh, my favorite moment came in the Ben Skinner episode. That's the most recent one. Uh, and it's he's talking about um, doing this gold foil technique that he, he – or material that he uses. And he's describing it. He says, you know, it's so expensive. It's like $5 a square. And this stuff will tear up uh, with just, you know, some nose breath or whatever. And, and uh, Every little three-inch by three-inch piece is about $5. And you're – you can tear it into pieces just with your own nose breath. <laughs> so you beware you the nose breath. You have to- and not only the way that he told <laughs> did that. You think, did you think like his nose was its own entity and like yes. had its own little set of lungs? Well, yeah, like I anthropomorphized it. Like it's on his face. Like oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah sure, you're going to get that gold foil done. Uh, <laughs> Oh, but, darn. but not not just the the fact the idea of the nose breath tearing up the gold foil, but the the way that uh, she responded to it. The jealous curator laughs in response, and and it was a very like I was like, oh, I love your laugh. She's adorable. Oh, anyway, okay, yeah. So that was a good moment for me. Um, and that's my favorite moments, man. Like I really enjoyed the show. I've already told you I'm subscribed to it. I'm going to give you my uh, suggestion here. I yes, not only am I going to suggest the show here officially as our our the end of our review but i'm going to suggest it to several people i know this is going to be a show i'm like hey you should check out the jealous curator i think for lots of especially women i know but i know a few men too who follow design blogs but they don't listen to podcasts this would be the kind of podcast that would be a nice transition for them they may even know the jealous curator from her blog um 
I am not going to subscribe to the show. It's just not it's not for me. Like it's not I don't have time, man. I don't have time to add it to the rotation. You know, a lot of the newer shows we have reviewed, I have added and taken some old shows out. This one's not gonna fit in. Um but I've already I've already suggested it to people, so there we go. All right. Let's move on to some hey, listener before feedback. We get there, can we see if I'm right about these people's artwork? Uh sure. Who who do you wanna who do you wanna look up? Yes. I uh, think this will be fun. Let's see if I'm right about Martha Rich. So I don't think it's I feel like it's probably a cross between like folk art and cartoon. Kind of like, uh, kind of like the art that you'd see in like your kitchen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, yeah. Folk art and cartoon art—that's fair. I think. Yeah. Could, the 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 baby of that. Yes. Right on. Um. So yeah. Hey, I kind of without even looking it up. You got one. All okay. right. Who's the next one? Okay, the next one. Let's do Peregrine. Okay. All right. So I see her as like. Uh. Very modernist art. Uh, I don't see it being very busy. Um, And I think it's maybe... um, um, I don't want to say simple. Am I I anywhere in the ballpark? Uh, Okay, so... Come see, come sa. Like uh, some yes, some no. The mm. there some of her like her. I guess this is collage work or mixed media. Uh, it is very sparse, very simple. Um, and you're right; it is very, it's very modern. It's very interesting. But then she's also got this very complex uh, 3D uh, display piece that's like multiple levels and it's very very busy there's a whole lot going on in this oh, one. right on yeah so i i think that she's a little more varied than you might have given her credit for yeah, apparently yeah all right so uh you're uh, a little a little good a little bad there all right but here's the thing is i've the only thing i know about these artists is what i've heard on those episodes that's it that's the only references i have for them so i think it's pretty good not bad not bad at all all right now let's move to listener feedback uh, first of all, this comes from Andre Montrell on Twitter. He tweeted at us. He said, Pot on Pod, guys, on the Hollywood Babylon page, they post most of the pics they show and the video clips up so you can see. Yeah, no, I know. If you go to the website, yeah, and we mentioned the, the, these are but out here's, there but in here's, different formats. Sh- They're sure. not in the podcast app, though. Sh- sure, but another another thing is, is like, if I'm, I'm – if I'm listening to a podcast, I'm generally already doing something. So for me to pull my phone out and go to the website and find it and click it, and dude, that's a hassle. It just is. So I didn't think it was worth mentioning. Uh, I, I sort of agree, but thanks for, can, for sharing Just because it. that's the way you listen to podcasts doesn't mean that's the way everybody listens to podcasts. You need to be more open to it. I know. I know. I know. I'm glad you had that whole conversation by yourself. Yeah. Uh, this comes from uh, from Greg. He says, hi, guys. Just a quick thought I had about the show. I'm sure you are aware of the WTF President Obama episode released this Monday. Even as a non-U.S. citizen, I knew something special was happening, and I reserved the time to sit down and concentrate on the show, which felt like a real event. The show it was even an made, event. It was. The show even made waves on the BBC News website as the president had used the N-word during the interview and because of the positive and negative press that will surely follow, the profile of podcasting as a broadcast medium must surely have received 
a significant boost. Yeah, it's another rising tide, man. Absolutely. I am personally convinced that this was a historic moment for podcasting, even if the results are not all felt immediately and needs to be reported on. I had the idea that maybe you could include a short and distinct section of reporting important important developments from the world of podcasting. Developments from the serial criminal case come as another example. I wasn't sure if in this particular case where you have already reviewed WTF, the Obama episode may escape a mention on pop. And so the idea of having a moment at the top of the show to discuss podcasting news and to revisit the podcast of previous the progress of previously reviewed shows came into my head. As I write this idea down, it's starting to seem a bit weak. I'm sure it is much easier in theory than in practice, but I'll send off the email anyway and leave it to your expert opinion. Thanks, Greg Shelton. So two things. We've First of all, we've already said we were going to do this. And he has written in a response. He's got another email right after this. Oh, yeah. So, so we yeah. said, hey, we're going to do a special episode about We've Obama. We've already recorded it. Yes. It'll be out this week. Yes. Uh, and then secondly, man, thanks for using Pop. Yeah. yeah. You you have pushed it. And, uh, every now and again, a listener will come in there and chime in with it. Sometimes they'll put it in, the initials, and I just don't read it out loud as Pod. I've translated as Pod on Pod. Uh, but this it's time a great I, I acronym. He says, uh, hi, Joel. Yes, I was weighing up whether to send that message before I listened to your latest show. And lo and behold, you guys had mentioned the Obama episode already. That said, I think it would be nice if you guys could check in with the progress of previously reviewed shows. Startup would be a good example, as the show and the company behind it are literally changing podcasting as it continues. Although and I they, haven't. They just, season two just finished. Yes. Although I haven't yet started with Serial, I also understand that that podcast is having an effect on the progress of the real criminal case, and I think it wouldn't be inappropriate to learn about that on your show. So, and I think that we will probably, we're definitely going to end up doing uh, an update on Serial and the podcast that we do after podcast movement because that's going to be one of the keynote speakers we go to listen to. Yeah, we'll and get she to may hear. give information out there. She may say something there that's pertinent or relevant to that. So we're going to wait till we have that to give an update on Serial. Uh, some shows like Serial, for instance, I thought we'll probably talk about it when season two comes out and season three eventually. You know, we're going to get you're going to get two new seasons of that show sometime in the next year in the late fall or the early winter. They're going to do a season two and then sometime next spring or summer, there'll be a season three. At, we might not do a full episode, but we could definitely do an update like, hey, here's what's going on with that show. If you like the first season, this is why you might not like the new season. If you like the old one or if you didn't like the old one, here's why you might see like, after try listening it. to the first season of startup and the second season of startup, uh, because that's pretty much the same thing, right? Yes. Like yes. instead of it being one criminal case or another case or whatever, it's it's the same same format. Uh, and the second season, man, to start up to me was just as it was just as good, if not better. Yeah, absolutely. I'm well. I don't know about. I wouldn't say better because to me, season one hit so close to home because it was about podcasting. I am a podcaster, but other than that, you're right. There's it's a very compelling story anyway. Uh, also, just a quick critical word. No, let's see. I'm not sure what other. I'm not sure what your other listeners will think, as most of the suggestions you receive seem to revolve around how to trim things down to the most essential elements. That is, and this is an interesting problem, Greg. We struggle with it. We we want to just bring you the review and get in and out of your way, so that you can get back to listening to more podcasts. But at the other, at the same time, we feel like what we really bring to the table is more than just saying that's a good show, that's a bad show, and having these broader discussions about podcasting well, in and, and evolving as we are, which um, I got to say, so I'm going to, I'm going to air some disappointment right here. Okay. And this isn't an indictment against you at all. Okay. Sure. It's not, it's not, 
Um, but we had an, a serious, honest discussion about where we want the show to go or how we want the show to evolve or changes that we could make. And we asked for feedback and we got a ton of it. And a lot of that feedback we've already put in place and we've already made some changes based on that feedback. Like, hey, adding in sound bikes in the show, people seem to really enjoy. Yes. Um, getting rid of the weight rating system uh, had a huge backing for and we've and we've done that. And I, I don't think it uh, takes away from the show at all, dropping it. Um, but we still haven't had a meeting um, with Team Pro- Procreate, which I feel is ludicrous and – I feel that it completely undermines and takes away um, the value of our passions when we have those discussions. Um, but it, they they literally have been rescheduled for good reasons. Yes. Right. Yes. So, so cool. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what the reasons are. Yeah, that's right. that's fair enough. Here's another thing too. I've given up the idea that we're going to record it necessarily. I've I've said, hey, oh, yeah. anytime anytime <laughs> we can do the anytime we can get this meeting scheduled. No, dude, we can I all do we, it on. Here's my thing. We can uh, is all that do part it on, of the holdup? Is trying to figure out what times we're going to have to all of us record it or Skype it. I mean, we're going to yeah. Skype it anyway, so why not record it? It's two separate things. If we're going to record it, you and I have to be here. If we're just going to do it on Skype or just do it on Google Hangouts, you can be wherever you want to be and I can be wherever I happen to be. And we don't have to separately find time to be here. Oh, well, I'm going to – wherever you're at is where I'm going to be. Why? What for, like that's my point is like, hey, it's hard to get into the studio. It's hard – like it is It is hard to separate from like my family. Who if we do it all, at your house, fine. We do it at your house. <laughs> or if, if you come over, come over like – we're gonna be we're gonna be together when we do this. Oh, okay then. Well then, it's not gonna happen this week then. So there you go. I don't. Under, I don't. I can't wrap my mind around it not happening soon because you're going to make time to have this. Me talking quietly in a corner is different than you and I talking okay, together. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. The very first time we had a interview at all with Rob. Yes. How loud did I get and how much did I say? Almost nothing. Okay. You that's not what I'm that's not the point. And this is not the place to have this discussion. This anyway. is exactly <laughs> the place <laughs> to have this discussion. Coming soon, ladies and gentlemen, to Pod on Pod, we will have a conference call. Uh, until then, you're going to get a uh, another musical guest at the end of this episode, uh, and it's a good one. Uh, and next week, Josh, what will we be reviewing? Oh, wait a minute. I'm not even done with the listener feedback. You interrupted me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get on listener feedback. Uh, here's the thing we were, is, you were thing talking is I got though. you riled up is what happened. Yes. Yeah. You were talking about audio quotes. And I wasn't talking ta- about. I was, that's what it wasn't what I was trying no, to do. No, I know. You were talking about the audio clips that we yeah. added into the show yeah. and that people have It's going to add time, man. All these things are going to add to the show length. We've had a discussion about it. And as – Often those discussions that we have like that are me coming in and and sometimes being a baby or whatever and being like, I don't like this. I want it this way. And you <laughs> explain to me calmly and sometimes not calmly, hey, you idiot. It can't be that way because of these technical functions. Uh, sometimes and I just, go, I don't, I don't care. Make it happen. Sometimes it's just as simple as this. Hey, you idiot. 
you can make it that way when you learn how to edit your own podcast. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah, that's that's part of it. That happens. That happens sometimes too. That's why. That's why you're going to be uh, uh, going to some uh, editing keynotes uh, during the yeah, podcast yeah. movement. Conference but I felt since up. the beginning, I felt very strongly. I want this show to be 20 minutes. Yeah, like I want it to be. I remember in, when get, you said under 20 minutes. Yeah, man. We should I, be. We should be 18 minutes an episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I really pushed for it, man. I really wanted to make that happen. Uh, and the show has just gotten more and more – I don't want to say bloated. Maybe that's how it's going to end up and we'll have to trim some of that away. But I think it's important while we try to figure this thing out that if it gets a little bloated, it's it's going to get a little bloated and we'll trim it away as needed. Yes. So uh, Greg chimes in. He says, a critical word, and I can only say this because I am judging your show on its own high standards. I feel like the editing of the pod audio you guys are using in your reviews needs to get a little tighter. In general, it is working smoothly, and it's a great addition to the show, even though I was always satisfied beforehand. But sometimes it comes in before you have finished speaking, causing an uncomfortable overlap. Also, when there are pauses before the beginning of a clip, some are not long enough to create a clean, clean distinction between between your own voices and the audio. Not yes. the first time we've gotten that feedback. No. Uh, Rob pretty much said yeah. the same thing. Rob Goldman, the, our, one of our producers with Team Procreate, said pretty much the same thing. I think I'm being too clever for my own good. Sometimes in my head I hear like, <laughs> oh, I'll use it to make a punchline for a joke. I'll make yeah, a punchline after, for a joke. Uh, after Rob sent that feedback, I went back. Uh, I, I re-listened to an episode um, to see what the validity was. Uh, and so I, I can't remember what break it was, but I was like, okay, yeah, I get, yeah, man, I see what, I see what they're talking about. They're right. It needs to be, we do need to figure that out, uh, how to make that a smoother, easier, more pleasurable transition. And then when we got to the end of it and maybe you talked over the end of it, or you said the rest of that sentence and I go, oh, that's the, he did it for the reveal at the end. Yes. Not so much. So yeah, I see it both ways. I'm going to lean toward them. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I the Yes. Anyway, there's some good of it. There's some bad of it. I, I'm I'm figuring it out as we go. Uh, he says, I'm also not sure about the way the audio is inserted at the top of the show. I think it undermines the way the power of the theme song uh, as it kicks in. I like the way you've started naming and numbering the episodes, however. Maybe this audio could be inserted after the theme is played. I only mention this as it is such a small point and is, only stands out because the rest of the show is on the same level as a well-produced public radio show. That, sir, as an NPR fan and as a uh, NPR podcasting fan... Thank you. Thank, I appreciate that. I think he's a hundred percent wrong. Uh, <laughs> we're more like a public access, yeah, public access pod, show. Maybe that's what he meant. A public, uh, you've, you've got a public access show sound to you. You've said you said too nice a word, sir. Too nice a words. Um, I do see what he's talking about. My assumption is my assumption. The reason that you that you do that is. Because we say this is episode blah, blah, blah. We interview yada, yada. And then you play the music. But literally, like in the studio, the next very next thing we say is welcome to Pod on Pod. And it kind of seems like welcome, welcome. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So yes. I, I thought that you put that before the song for that reason. Um, so, yeah, I'm not. It doesn't bother me either way. I think he's talking about the playing a piece of their theme song, playing a piece of the theme song of whatever show we're reviewing, which I've started doing. Like you get the very beginning. So I say in this episode, we're going to be reviewing uh, 
the jealous curator and you hear just the beginning of her theme, then you hear our theme. No, I think I think that well, I think you save that and you put it when we we generally always talk about the theme song if they have one and you just put the auto there. Apparently that's what I'm gonna do this episode. There you go. <laughs> Uh, one more listener feedback before we get out of here. This is from Serafaya. Serafaya, I, I hope I pronounced that correctly. She says, hi, guys. I have subscribed to one or two podcasts based on your show. But Boom! I, but I have been able to recommend to others many more podcasts they might be interested in, but that aren't my type of podcast. I listen to podcasts because I don't like listening to music. I listen to podcasts at 3x speed. Whew. Holy Even crap. still... Even still, I find it so easy to fall behind because I listen to so many podcasts. No, that's true. That's true. Uh, even still uh, get annoyed at the song at the end of your podcast. <laughs> she listens to us three times as fast as normal, and she still gets ticked off at the song at the end. <laughs> um, that may not change. It's not as bad as podcasters who put a song in the middle of their podcast, but it still is annoying to have to get my who, phone out to did? fast forward through or suffer through the music. I can only think of one podcast that does that. There are lots of podcasts that do breaks of some kind in the middle, but the the only the only podcast I can think of that puts a full song in the yeah. middle is um, Welcome to Night yes. Vale. Yes, I don't know for the weather report. Yeah, well, you and I don't listen to all the podcasts though. Yeah, <laughs> not <so>. yet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, as for the ratings, I think I have seen you use them as a way to talk more exactly about why you rated the podcast differently. They aren't necessary, but I do miss the banter around them. Keep on podcasting. Thank you, Serafaya, and we will keep it up. And I hope I pronounced your name correctly. Uh, if you've got feedback Here's my for thought. us. Here's my thought. Okay, yes. If people want us to pronounce their name correctly, they'll just add pronounce, They'll add the pronunciation. The, the pronunciation, exactly, yeah. yes. Always put the pronunciation in there. Yeah, the pronunciation. Mm-hmm. You mean the pronunciation? <laughs> uh, so... Uh, if you want to f- feedback, though, you can find us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash pod on pod. You can find us on Twitter at pod on pod. You can email us pod on pod at teamprocreate.com. Or you can just come back here next week or even sooner than that. But I think Friday we're going to have the uh, WTF special bonus episode. Up. You know when I think we sound best? When? Early in the morning when you're waking up to that nice, fresh, first sip of coffee. You mean railway coffee sure is there any other kind yeah not in my house there's not uh, railwaycoffee.com is where you need to go for the freshest beans you've ever tasted uh, you can get them ground if you want to but i'm telling you the real way to take your coffee is to get those fresh roasted beans straight in the bag and then roast them yourself uh, excuse me uh, grind them yourself just as you need to did you realize josh that coffee starts getting stale the minute that it's roasted No, but I feel like that about myself often. Yeah, as soon as you're roasted, you start getting a little stale? <laughs> no, as soon as I meet somebody new, I start getting... <laughs> you start wearing off immediately? Yes. The, your potency is, is uh, uh, diminished? So those people that are, are 65 episodes in... <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Dwindling uh, around here. Uh, railway coffee does not dwindle, my friends. And the reason is because it is fresh roasted and then shipped dim- immediately, directly to your door. Uh, you can get some of the world's freshest coffee by going to railwaycoffee.com. And when you shop, uh, make sure that you use the promo code POP. That's POP. 
P-O-P. Enter that uh, in to the promo code uh, I'm down bar. with a P-O-P. Exactly. Of course you are. And you'll get 10% off your first order through Railway Coffee. Railway Coffee right here in Ruston. They've got uh, not only uh, a, a, a wide selection of roasts, but they've also got some cool merchandise, too. Uh, I really love, and I don't believe they have any of these available on their website right now, but they've got mason jar coffee mugs. Have you seen these with the leather wrapping around the outside of the mason jar? It's awesome. They're so cool. I wonder if that makes a difference. I don't know, man, but I think you need one. I think you'd look nice with a, a mason, a leather wrapped mason I don't jar. Know, man, I'm going to be honest with you. I drink my wine out of a coffee mug. <laughs> well, you could drink your wine out of a coffee mug, and you could drink your coffee out of a mason jar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> RailwayCoffee.com is where you need to go uh, for the freshest coffee in North Louisiana, and that'll mean the freshest coffee wherever you're drinking it, friends. All right, uh, that is another episode of Pod on Pod, uh, Pod on Pod in the books. Josh, next week, what are we reviewing as we continue to review uh, the genres mentioned in our theme song? Okay, so I'm going to throw this out here. Okay. There's actually a podcast called Astral Projection. And it's about astral projection. Okay. But they stopped putting out shows like early 2014, I want to say. Um, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It's the, so the podcast is called the Astral Projection Podcast with Ali Wiley, I believe, is the host. The last episode, December 29th, 2014. Oh, late 2014. Uh, Astral Dynamics Dimensional Theory. That was the last episode. I'm down. Okay, sweet. Let's, so that's, let's, what that's what we're going to yeah, do. Let's, let's, uh, let's review that one. This is a, a podcast that is not currently in production, but there's quite a few episodes out there uh, along back catalog. We've talked about podcasting being maybe a long Maybe they're on tail. break for a reason. Maybe so. Uh, maybe, like our podcast, our former podcast, there's a, a gem hidden out there in the bushes yeah. that you just don't know about because they're not actively promoting themselves anymore. Uh, I'm ready to project myself astrally. All right. We'll get into that next week. So come back for that review and uh, another great podcast here at podonpod.com. Until next week, uh, we've been your hosts. I'm Josh. I'm Joel. And this has been the podcast. Pod on Pod is a proud member of the ProCast Network, a Procreate production. Procreate is a community of artists in film, music, the digital arts, and the fine arts that helps them connect and collaborate on projects. You can find out more at teamprocreate.com. Our musical guest this week is Corono.
At the bank of Antandek, they're looking for a mascot. We need an icon. Something that says high fly into all our mortgage customers. Like a falcon or a stallion. Or even better, a parrot. Check it out. <laughs> Meanwhile, at Santander, they're concentrating on helping customers find ways to take years off their mortgage with their overpayment calculator. See what's possible at Santander. All applications are subject to status and our lending criteria. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage. Tune into Haycar's new podcast series, The Road to a Simple Life. And join me, Vernon Kay, as I chat to McFly's Harry Judd, Ian Haste of Haste Kitchen, and Money Magpie's Jasmine Bertles about how they keep things simple across their family, food, and financial lives. The Road to a Simple Life is brought to you by Haycar, the new website for used cars that promise to make finding your perfect used car simpler than ever. Find us on all major podcast channels or head to haycar.co.uk forward slash simple for all of the episodes.